So welcome, 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 so welcome to No Stupid, no stupid Questions. Hello, stupid everybody. This week's up, folks? It's for real. With for real. T. Leak like, and Jag. Rah, rah, like a dungeon drag. What's up? No, no <laughs> specific no order. order. No Stupid <laughs> Questions show. <laughs> Can we curse on this show? Do whatever it's we feel. Okay. Tanya, your question for, for today. No. Rah, rah, like All right. Stupid. So, question. No Stupid Questions. No Stupid Welcome to this episode of... My first question is, who are you? No stupid questions. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the No Stupid Questions, Questions, Questions show with your the, host. The echo is back. T-Leak and... And Jag. What's up, people? What's up? This is the show where you have... Two, and we got a special guest today, smart people, and one stupid question, or so we thought. So let's uh, let's talk about the question first. Jag, why don't you mention a question, and that will allow me to introduce our special guest. Okay. So the question for the day is, with a Black Captain America, is Marvel more Black-friendly than DC? All right. All right. And since... Jack is a Marvel guy. I am a Marvel guy. I decided I was going to bring my DC guy. Not from okay. DC. She needed some help. <laughs> DC Comics. I don't know Jack about it either. From so. DC is Comics? <laughs> I, I, no, I, okay. I'm saying he's not from Washington, DC. Come okay. with me, Jack. Come okay. on, Jack. Okay. Michael Douglas Esquire joining us here with the Green Lantern shirt on. So just, just bringing DC all up in here, busting out here. So say hello to the people. Hello, hello, hello. And this is just all I wear. So this wasn't even a special effort being made. I've got a dozen Green Lantern shirts. They just, okay. They just I was there. wondering, because I okay. see them all the time and I'm like, damn, does he wash? <laughs> all the but time. You, have, you also have some, because we're on Zoom, you have something on the bottom though, right? It's not just the Green Lantern shirt. Well, it depends on, you know, how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? Uh, we, would, we could change the topic. That wasn't, that wasn't the topic here. Pants or no pants in this uh, new Zoom environment. Yeah, I think we want to stick with the Marvel versus DC. Well, I'll take, but, your, I'll take your lead, Mr. Co-host. But, you know, I'm happy to see you have on the Green Lantern shirt because, you know, although I am a Marvel man, out of all the DC characters, Green Lantern is my guy. I don't, uh, as a great character, as a great character. You talk about the black Green Lantern or well, the- Well, I'm, you know, I do have an affinity for black characters. So I am talking about the black Green Lantern. That's fair, that's fair, With, great character. I'm sure you can give us a little more history on that, but won't you answer the question first? Cause even though you're a DC man, you might tell the truth before, you know, oh. you get into oh. anything oh. that might be a little less than the truth. That's fired at DC <laughs> Comics. Yeah. That's what I, I didn't realize it was like, you know, what are those programs? All right. Okay. All right. It's a hard question to answer. And, and I'll, I'll say, you know, people ask that question are you a Marvel guy or a DC guy? And I, it's always a hard question for me to answer because I have read all the books and I'm sort of in the middle um, between those two. Um, companies and for a while I was reading the smaller publishers that have gotten um, pretty popular over the years so I'm sort of in the middle I think probably I'm more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy and it starts because when I was a kid it wasn't anything about the characters that were much better but DC comics used to end the beginning of the story ended at the end of the book and it didn't have a to be continued um, and Marvel did you had to get the next Marvel issue. And I never liked that as a kid. I wanted the beginning and the end in one book. And so I just naturally started just reading DC books and then becoming comfortable with those characters. And that's how it started. Interesting but, feedback for their salespeople, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if that dynamic still exists now. And they've picked up on the, you know, to be continued as well. So even they do it. Uh, but to me, it's, it's hard to say that Black Captain America really does it for me in terms of moving the needle because it really depends on how do you 
you know, how do we define this? Because Black Character America is a cool character. I like him, but they've been doing this. Marvel and DC have been doing this dance since the 60s. I mean- And what dance, Black- what dance are you referring to? the cool coming up with cool black characters uh. dance because you know when you go back to dc dc was 19 you know these characters started 1938 with superman and there were no black characters in the 30s and 40s and 50s and then bam marvel comes along with cap with uh, the black panther in the mid 60s and it's like this phenomenal character and you know, and then DC comes up with their first black character. I think it was. I think their first black character might have been Green Lantern. Oh. In the early seventies, it might have been that John Stewart Green Lantern. Oh, um, history, all right. And, and so they've been doing this thing for a long time. So it's hard for me to say, okay, here's Black Captain America, and that tips the tips the scale. I guess for me, I'm just more interested in them continuing to write black characters as real people. And that's the evolution that I've seen. And it's hard to say who's really won that battle at this point. So, so Jack, what's your, what's your answer, Mr. Uh, Mr. Marvel? Well, I, I guess I am. I do have an affinity for Marvel, Marvel comics. And why did and you, why do you, why do you think you have, did you like so, to you know, I, I give credit for I give credit for people doing things first, and and I appreciate Mike's history lesson there. You know, the 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 years, the actual years were 1966 for Black Panther, which not surprising that 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 name popped up in 1966. <laughs> Interesting name for them to choose for for their character, and yes, John Stewart's Green Lantern was, I think, the first black superhero on DC Comics and that was 1971. So, you know, it took DC about five years to hey, say, hey, let me jump on this. It wasn't a bandwagon because one one comic book, <laughs> one hero doesn't make a bandwagon. But I do give Marvel some credit for being first. But I also give them credit for the status of the characters. They're black characters. I mean, I, I think it's, it's noteworthy that Storm, the black X-Man, X-Woman, X-Men, X-Man, who was a woman. There's another, um, there's another, there's another, uh, there's another show there. Th- there is another show there. Female um, X-Men, what, what's, what's that about, right? Right. Yeah. But anyway, she she was a leader of the X-Men. She wasn't just a sidekick-ish type character. She didn't play second fiddle to anyone. She was she was the actual leader of the X-Men. So I give I give Marvel credit for for that. And Captain America, I agree. It's it's you know, there have been numerous black characters in both comic book universes. So we can't give too much credit for Captain America, except it is Captain America. And there's some significance to putting a black character, a black face, a black face to that character. So so when, um, when did black Captain America come um, in the comics? I think it was about 2015. Right. Somewhere in there. Uh, That's my recollection as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, so. so, you know, a lot of people think it's brand new. I mean, it depends. If you're a comic book person, if you're just a movie person, you may be confused and think that this popped up and this is brand new. If you're a comic book person, you kind of understand that this kind of thing, like Mike was saying, has been going on for a long time. There have been numerous Captain Americas. And in 2015 was when Wilson became the, the Black Captain America. So I, we talked about this on the last show. We were talking about superheroes on television and, and people of color in particular, and women of color specifically, and this new black Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Is that comic-based or is that something that show just decided to shake things up? Good yeah, question. I think, that they just, I think they just shook that up because, you know, Batwoman, the Batwoman character... Oh, before I say that, I'm going to go back to something that Jack said, a little bit of trivia. You mentioned, you know, 1966, they come up with the Black Panther character. I read somewhere that Stan Lee and the creative team, they were going to name that character Black Leopard because 
it was going to be controversial. People were going to associate the character with something they weren't trying to have associated with. And then ultimately, because Black Leopard is stupid, they <laughs> rightly named him Black Panther. But yeah, so back to Batwoman. So Batwoman originally, Batwoman was a character back in back in the 50s. You know, she was just a white lady who she carried a purse that had gadgets in it. I think like a, a lipstick very she could 50s. pull out. It, it was very, very 50s. <laughs> Did little earrings, little mm. pearl earrings. Yeah. And then the character sort of evolved over time. But now Batwoman actually became a lesbian character, a pretty prominently featured lesbian character. And then that character was on television. And then the actress that played that character, I think she went on to do something else. And then they replaced her and they replaced her with this African-American woman. But I don't think that the African-American woman translates to the cop to the comics. I think okay. that I think she's just sort of a new creation. Yeah, I also I also heard that you shouldn't fall in love with the black bad woman because she may be disappearing. But but that may be rumors. I don't have that verified. So that whole that whole show may be disappearing. Did you have you watched the show? I've I've tried to watch an episode or two. You know, you know me. I can't. <laughs> I have my my th- tastes. If you don't catch me, you're not gonna catch me. Got uh, it. You know, I have, I've not, have, I have not heard anyone who um likes that show. Exactly. White or black lead. I have not heard anyone. The show itself show. is kind of writing. Okay. Yeah, the, the, as, as you anyone. talked about on the last, the la- our last show, if the writing's poor, the writing's poor. Right. And that one okay. seems to be suffering from from poor writing. Mm, sad. Yeah. Mm. That's actually an interesting point. You know, to your point earlier, Jag, about the prominence of the black characters. I hadn't thought about that, but when you think about you know the 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 way that they used to write some of these black comic book characters it really was sort of a function of who was doing it and then the time except black panther like black panther was always kind of this and he was always you know a prince and then a king and he, he always had this very regal bearing and he was always very smart and he always wrote him that way but for example, John Stewart, the first green, Black Green Lantern, they didn't write him that way. I mean, I remember when the, the comic that he was introduced in, he was like, they wrote him in this very jivey, you know, kind of, hey, baby, you know, I don't need no, you know, no jive costume. It was just this really bad, you know, way of writing him that even in the 70s, I know, Black people talked in a different way back then, but I bet they didn't talk like that. And so, you know, and Luke Cage was another example of that. I was Luke actually going to mention Man. Luke Cage, yeah, because even that that show, I have to say, I was, a lot of times he said some stuff, and I was like, is it the writers? Can we get, you know, or was that yeah. just straight out of the comments? You, you, you kind of know one of the writers of that show. I know, I know. Um, why, why are you which, <laughs> which I, I mean... I actually loved Luke Cage, so um, I I, lo- I loved it. I watched it, but the but the 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 language I was yeah, kind of like. And, and so Mike's point, there was a you know, and you know, I'm not from New York, so maybe maybe I'm missing it because I'm not a New Yorker. But I did think the language was a little off kilter. If you guys don't like the language in that Luke Cage show, which I agree was excellent, if you don't like that language. You don't want to read the language that they were writing in the comics in the seventies because oh, it was bad. I agree. Afro and the puffy yellow shirt with the with the silver, you know, headband. I mean, they wrote him bad. The way he used to talk, but and now they've evolved, so they don't do that anymore. So to your point, though, Marvel got to that place, you know, where they wrote Luke's like that, but they started from a very different place with Black Panther. And so if you give them credit for that, they should get a lot of credit. And I don't really remember, like they had Luke Cage, they did Blade. They did Blade, so right. I mean, even Nick Fury, you know. He, well, he didn't turn, Nick Fury turned Black in uh, the, after the 2000s. 2001, you're right, you're right. Yeah, 
uh, but he was a you know white guy. But but to, I'm sorry, but was that because though, of some uh, <laughs> radioactive, or they actually just made uh, him black? No, no, not no. <laughs> he they, didn't turn black. He, no, he, he the character <laughs> didn't turn black. But they uh, <laughs> that would have been an interesting story. That would have been. They should have written that story. Um, radioactive waste and things gives you all kinds of powers. Why not? You know, why not that? No, they they wrote another. Um, Marvel had this really interesting, you know, phase where they they had a a new universe that they created called the Ultimate Universe, and they reimagined all their characters, and Nick Fury was one of them, and so they reimagined him as a black man, and in fact, the reason that Sam um, Samuel Jackson plays him in the movies is what I've read is that they reimagined him. As, as Samuel Jackson, right? So they he looks like him in the comics because he that's who they were thinking of that would play him if they they wouldn't they weren't thinking about movies I think then but they were thinking about him. So but but if you but to Jack's point though these are all none of these are sidekicks you know Black Panther you know even though he didn't start out with his own comic but he was a you know he was a prince and then a king so black panther blade luke cage storm uh, nick fury when they when they converted him to to being black none of these people were were sidekicky they weren't necessarily people that had their own books but they weren't sidekicks green lantern when he started i mean he was not an independent character he wasn't anybody's sidekick but he was you know he was a sort of a drop-by character. He was, uh, I think they called him like the alternate Green Lantern. There were a few alternate Green Lanterns. And so that was so, his role. So if we were to, because I know that's, so we've really talked about Green Lantern as the key DC black characters. And, and I'm gonna ask about women in a minute. Cause that might be maybe that's the maybe that's the straw that, that at least get for me. You about me to change the question on this? Black is it's not going to be black friendly to me if there's no black women. Okay, I'm just saying. All you just right. mentioned well, Storm. Right. That was one. There you so go. <laughs> coming right. back. Well, well there, there are more, but okay. Uh, okay, well we're gonna have to dig deep because I I mean I even if I haven't heard of them I just want to throw them out there because maybe there are people out there who want to support, you know, and really get those characters a little bump. So so black character wise, I know. I've been hearing about Black Adam, and um, which is the yeah that's that name just gets me. <laughs> he can't just be, he can't just be Adam. <laughs> it's so wild that he got to be Black Adam. <laughs> Black Adam. So 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 two questions I have. One is just in DC, who can we list off? You just listed off a bunch of, um, aside from the Black Green Lantern, a bunch of Marvel black characters. Well, I mean, of course you have Cyborg. Who Cyborg? Was, okay. Right. Okay. Even so though he's, he, I don't know what, he, percent, I mean, what percent human he is anymore. But I'm I'm Zack Snyder, and you know, recent, and I have not read the comics, but he seemed to have a pretty good positive backstory. Clearly, you know, mother and father. Oh, oh, okay. Maybe I'm not okay. Uh, well, my only issue with Cyborg is he doesn't quite seem to be comfortable with himself. So, would you, you know. be if half your body was? <laughs> I'm saying, like, what? You got to get adjusted here. <laughs> I would think you would reevaluate some things. <laughs> um, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he has good reason. Yeah. Um, I mean, his daddy did Cyborg love him, but <laughs> loved him to death, literally. Yeah. So anyway, so so that's so. Question one is the the black character. So, but, but let me just put. I don't want to lose my second question. My second question is going back to what Mike was saying, as you were talking about. Somehow Black Panther was written, you know, very regal, very, and you said, depending on who else was writing, et cetera. So what was it about the Black Panther writers? Was that something Stan Lee had an active um, sort of hand in that made it that way? Like, what, what do you think made Black Panther such a, why did they put so many positive elements in that? So that's two questions, DC Black characters and going back to the scripting and maybe then comparing that to DC writers and what they did with the characters over the, over the years. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because like when you look at the, you know, the, the critical DC characters, I mean, DC, I mean, both of these, these, you know, Marvel was another, there was another version of Marvel 
you know, in the forties and fifties, I think they were, I think it was, they were timely comics or something like that. There was something else before they became Marvel. And so they had characters that were around in the forties, like Captain America was around in the forties. And there were a couple others that are still around today. Superman and Batman came around in the late thirties. And so, and Wonder Woman was the forties. So the biggest, most iconic DC characters were in the, you know, started in the thirties and forties. But Marvel's characters that everybody, everybody is aware of, those characters all came around as again, putting aside Captain America, they came around in the sixties. So, you know, Thor, um, Spider-Man, the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, you know, Black Panther, you know, the Falcon, you know, like all the characters that you think of were, came around in the sixties. And so they came around and, you know, a lot of them, you know, had sort of, I shouldn't say a lot of them, but some of them had 60s sensibilities. So, for example, Black Panther wasn't written as a jivey, some jivey guy from that just happened to be from Africa. No, he was written as African royalty. Uh, not quite the way he's written now, but even, I mean, I think the way people's, you know, sort of understanding of people like that has probably evolved over time. But they wrote him in a very different way than, for example, they wrote Luke Cage, you know, in a few years. And, and so I think it was, a, it was a conscious choice by Stan Lee. And we know that they made other choices like that. For example, the X-Men. You know, the X-Men, they were created and a lot of the discrimination that mutants in the X-Men comic books were faced with, it was an analogy to the yeah, things that black parallel. people were dealing with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that some of these Marvel characters were kind of written with this idea that change is, is coming, change is important, representation is, in, is important. And so I think some of that is there. You know, if you look back at the other characters in the 30s and 40s, you, know, you don't have that. You know, you had like characters like in the 40s, you know, Captain America was a very American character and so the character was just you know wrapped in literally wrapped in red white and blue <laughs> and so you had characters fighting nazis and, and the japanese and some pretty racist caricatures of japanese people back then right. um because that was okay during world war ii so i think that yes i think that they wrote that character the way they wrote him in a positive way on purpose and i think that they were doing things like that in other you know, with other characters as well. Yeah, I, th I think it's interesting. I mean, you have to give, and um, I, I hesitate to say this a little bit, but I was about to say you have to give Stan Lee some credit for being kind of forward thinking in a way. And, and I hesitate because I really don't know if Stan Lee created all these people, but he has some damn good lawyers that that made it look like he created all these people. Um, so, so I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not willing to say he wrote all these characters, but maybe he did. And if he did, you have to give him some credit. I will say Luke Cage was written by, they were created, he was created by someone different. Stan Lee has his fingers on a lot of people. He didn't create Luke Cage. So maybe that's why Luke Cage is one of the, the jivey kind of, um, you know, he was wrong. He was, he was in, he came out of jail to, to, to be a hero in, in his neighborhood, New York. You know, it's a kind kind of kind of jivey story. But then I look to when he came around, and like he comes around in the early seventies, and he's like kind of a black exploitation guy, right? You know, what I mean, it's a dolomite type character, exactly. Shaft slaughter, you know, and then blue case. So what? What's he gonna do? Yeah, he's gonna yeah call people whitey and you know, with lots of jive talk. So I guess he's a product <laughs> of his time, and he. I mean, if he if he still was that way now, it would be it would be it would be a problem. Offensive. <laughs> right. Right. Really offensive. But but Mike, I am happy you brought up the X-Men analogy because I was always drawn to the X-Men because and, and I didn't know it was widely accepted that it was an analogy to black folks, but I always saw it that way. I always saw this this group of, of different people who were people didn't understand their powers, people didn't you know, they just looked down on them or treated them bad because they were different. To me, it was a direct analogy to, to, to Black people in America. I guess that's why I was always drawn to them. You know, I, I, I do think that was not a mistake. And, and so I give Marvel some credit for that in, in the, black, the Black friendly conversation as well. 
Yeah, I think that that I think that was a very progressive for its time. It was a progressive move. It's sort of like that it, progressive in like with you know in a in a '60s kind of small step kind of way. Like for example, you know to switch genres, you know Star Trek. You know Star Trek, they you know they made efforts on that show to make sure that the bridge of the Enterprise was more inclusive um, and more diverse than some other shows you watched. But they had, you know, Nichelle Nichols was Lieutenant O'Hara, black woman, right? You know, there prominently featured, you know, but she's working the switchboard in the in the back, in the back. of the, you know, of the bridge. <laughs> but as a kid, you know, as an adult, I look at it and like, okay, you know, she wasn't in command. But as a kid, I looked at it. I remember just seeing her, and I was like, man, there's black people on the Enterprise, you right. know, not just. Background getting killed because they were in red shirts. It was actually a black woman, you know, and she was, you know, she was portrayed in a very positive way. But but you know, now we would expect more, and we do expect more, and we get more. You know, the current Star Trek movie TV show has a you know, the lead of the show is black woman. So I think you know for that time, the point you make about the X Men. Uh, that we're talking about, I think it was a it was a nice, it was an important thing, and it's funny it resonated with you as a kid, and it was sort of subtle, but still resonated with you. They didn't say right. anything, but right. you still picked up on it. Right. So T League, I think you 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 know you asked the question. Maybe we didn't answer it all the way. <laughs> DC does have some some other black strong black heroes that I didn't mention. Okay. So you have you have Steel and I really have never read any comics with Steel in it. Mike, I don't know if you have, but he's one of the more powerful supposedly black superheroes. H have you read any of that, Mike? Uh I never really got into Steel. You know, DC has some some interesting black characters. There was one character, like that Black Lightning was was one. Right. Who has the TV um, show. Right. They brought Which him back watch. now. With, with the with the black daughters who are superheroes as well. Right, right. There were a couple in the in the seventies that I remember. Um there were a couple of um Teen Titans. Teen Titans was a teen superhero team heroes there, not very well known. One of them was Bumblebee, was a, a young woman. Um you know, there's a little jive talk going on with them too, as I remember. Um, but there was this really interesting <laughs> character that that um, that DC came up with called Icon. I don't know if you if you've ever heard of that character, Jack. I'm I'm not familiar with Icon. It's, what, what when did when did he come out? Or is it a he? Icon? It's a he. Okay. Um, and they wrote Icon in the '90s. Like DC had this publishing company called uh, I think it was called Milestone. And they, they created all these different characters in this milestone universe. And, and they did this like for some time in the 90s. And then some of these characters still are around, like Static Shock, if, you, if you've ever seen that character, another black character. I think Static Shock comes from the, the milestone universe. But Icon was like a Superman-ish kind of character. He was an alien whose ship crashed on the Earth. And... And then his DNA, from his DNA, because of this pod he was in, his DNA was changed so that he looked like the people that were around him at the time. But he crashed in the deep south in the oh. middle 1800s. Oh, no. And so he's black. So he was on the plantation with my people, huh? I'm sorry, his exactly. DNA, his DNA changed to assimilate and to mimic, exactly. mimic the people he was around. Okay. Exactly. exactly. Where did he crash and in the middle of slave quarters? Well, I don't I don't know. <laughs> but somewhere in the deep south and, uh, you know, where he encountered um, you know, some black slaves and somehow he, you know, the pod you know, I'm sorry. You know, assimilate. from the outside, it's not an intelligent life form. If that's, the, that's the one you chose at that time. Well, well, he, well, he crash landed. It's not like they <laughs> landed him there on purpose. Uh, but interestingly, the interesting thing about this character is he becomes a slave, and but he's also essentially what? immortal. 
So he's a slave because he's, you know, for seven black, years or so. I mean, <laughs> black baby I'm in the deep south. Sarc- uh, that's what I was like. Oh, okay, what? fair. The sarcasm. What? Yeah. <laughs> how, really? How could you they? A slave as a black man in the 1800s? <laughs> yeah, in the 1840s. How's that possible? Yeah. Sorry, so he becomes a slave, but he also he also I don't know if he's quite immortal, but he lives. He can live for a very, very long time. So he outlives, you know, the 1800s, and he becomes very wealthy. He becomes a millionaire, and he's also got all these powers. He's super strong. He can fly. He's got energy beams and bolts, and he's basically a Superman level character. A black Superman. Okay. He's basically a black Superman. But Mm -hmm. then he, over time, though, his politics become conservative mm. he becomes a conservative republican mm. <laughs> who owns his own company um is, is like an industry and so you have a he's a different kind of character um, augustus freeman is his name um, and so he's an interesting character in that way they try to write him what, when, when was he, was, he? When did this debut? When was this um, comic in started? The early nineties. Early nineties. Ah, interesting. Until like maybe 97, 98, something like okay. that. But. So milestone wasn't around for for too long. So I but think so I have. I think I have my answer to the question with that last state. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, he was an interesting. Interesting. The, the thing I like about the character is this: <laughs> I probably would not like his politics. Um, especially back then. I probably wouldn't agree with his politics, but the thing I liked about the character is they were attempting to, you know, get away from the fact that they were trying to write this person as somebody different, not sort of just, you know, he's a black man, so he has to be this. You know, like we were talking about the jivey talking, you know, 70s representations and some of the language we didn't like. There was a, this was a different, this was a different person. This was somebody that they're like, you know, okay, all black people aren't the same. And so we're gonna write this person different. And like I said, I, I might not have written the character that way, but it was a different take on a character. I, I, can, I can see that, I can see that. Yeah, I had to go and, check that out. I mean, yeah. sounds pretty interesting. Icon is actually a pretty interesting character. And you see him, he still pops up in like in different, he's popped up in like different um, um, animated series, of hmm. animated Justice League series. He's popped up there. There was some crossovers. So he pops up every now and then you'll, you'll see him somewhere. But to me, that's, that's what I like about what we're doing here. It's it's the development of these characters into real actual people. And not, you know, so it's no longer noteworthy. Hey, there's a black Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, that's the thing. We're getting well, away from that. Okay. Okay. We we got Storm. Right. I didn't hear any other women. Well uh, well, there's a there's a black there was a black uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Nubia, a black Amazon. She didn't have her own comic or anything. See, yeah, um, I, saw, I saw some on the island in the movie too. They didn't, you know, they didn't do much. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so you, you, you're not uh, making the case here. What, that, do you give know. Do you give credit for Misty Knight? Do you know who Misty Knight is? The name sounds yeah. Familiar. Give me. So, uh, so she she starts off. I mean, I guess you might have been introduced to her because she was helping Luke Cage for a while. But but she oh, had. Oh yes, 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 yes. She, but she, she had a couple of. You know, she didn't have a series, but she she appeared in a couple of um comic books as well oh, back in the seventies. Okay. No, I need I need. Icon she's looking for level. D's. I'm looking for, looking for Storm level leading the X Men. I'm looking for on the DC side. Are you looking for uh, more on Marvel? Side? I'm looking for more. I'm, I'm. I just want the 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 quick list of the the heavy hitter black women. Do you oh, have black. any? Help the, me the out quick here. List. You said the quick list of heavy hitters because heavy hitters you shouldn't have to dig right. that deep to find. You know, okay. that's actually a really interesting point because as I think about African American female characters in DC, I'm sure there are more than, you know, a little disclaimer for DC, but I'm sure there must be more than we're thinking of. But the ones that I'm thinking of 
like Bumblebee, who I liked. I like Bumblebee and Vixen is another one. You know, Vixen could, I think she could turn into animals, but she was more of a side character. Nubia. Black was, Lightning's daughters, was that, is that real stuff? Yeah, I guess we could give the, you know, give credit for that. Yeah, boy, you know. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough. That's kind of uh, thin. So He's are picking. there so are there any singular? So Storm was head of, you know, the X-Men, so it was kind of, you know, the the group if you will. Are there any solo artists that were out there that had their own comic series and, you know, you're putting this on the, I mean, I'm not trying to stand up for anybody, but I, <laughs> I, you, you ask a very good question and I don't have an answer Ooh. for you. So let me, let me ask this question. Is the whole Monica Rambo, Black Captain Marvel, is that a comic book thing or is that another thing that Marvel has taken liberty? No, that's, that's comics. That's comics. Okay. Yeah, that's comics. Yeah. Did she go on to have her own comic? You know... I think she did have her own run. Yeah, I didn't, that I didn't I read think that. And the eyes up in the well, but see, <laughs> but but see, we have to give, we got to remember though, because these are, you know, I didn't read, I didn't read all of these books, and so I'm aware of these kind of these characters, but I think because there were a number of like Ms. Marvels, and right. you know, it was it was the original Captain Marvel's a guy, and then. Then the Captain Marvel that we see in the, you know, in the MCU is a character in the books. And then Monica Rambo is there. And then there's an, another. So there's a whole separate Marvel. And there's so a whole separate. I, I just didn't keep track of all of it. For Miss Marvel? They, is that what you're saying? I think there was, I think there's Ms. Was, there was Ms. Marvel. And Ms. Marvel was Carol Danvers, and she became Captain Marvel. Okay, so it's and a character. I didn't know if you were saying there was a whole comic book series that was dedicated to, like, we're going to cater to women. No, you're oh. saying that this is actually the character was Ms. Marvel. The character okay. is Ms. Marvel, okay. and, it, and it's, it has been okay, several. Because I was gonna, I was gonna be like, oh yeah. boy. Mm, mm. Oh no, no. If you were trying no. to make it for us, then then that's a whole another issue. But anyway, go ahead. No, no, there was Ms. Ms. Marvel. Okay. Um, and oh, then Lord. ultimately she became. They just started calling her, her Captain, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, right? She was Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. But then there was another Miss. There was a Miss Marvel, and so like I said, I, I just didn't read those books. But they were not. They never reached the level. Although Ca Carol Danvers, the current Captain Marvel, is way up there with I think any of the other you know powerful you know characters in the um, MC. MCU or in the in the comics universe. Yeah, um, I agree. She but as we talk, though, to your point, Tanya, if if your metric is okay, yeah, you know, I'm down, I'm down for the you know representation of black people. But what about black women? What about them? We named some you know fairly significant black women in the Marvel universe. But and I'm sorry, DC, if we're just not you know. You know, there are no stupid questions, just stupid people. And I'm sorry if I'm one of those stupid people that just doesn't know all of your, your black characters. I mean, I, but I think, I mean, you did name their attempts. That you have Nubia, you have Bumblebee. It just, it's, um, it's, it's hard to get yeah. who the headliners and, and were. You, and, but you know why that is? We talked about it on the last show. I, there's a, there's a. So what's it, the question for this show? <laughs> Look, as a woman, I'm trying to go back to the last show. Can women only be superheroes in the kitchen? So, um, oh, it was wasn't in the kitchen. <laughs> we didn't say that. We said it at home. It was at home. <laughs> so anyway, but I, so let me, let me ask this last question for, for, to help me with my answer to this, my, my totally ignorant answer to this black friendly question. Were there any black mamas of these people? Icon clearly came from who knows where so he ain't got no black mama what about the other ones we know who black adam's mama is 
<laughs> well, you know, I mean, Black Adam is sort of, uh, you know, his name is misleading. You know, he is Egyptian. Right. He is definitely Egyptian, but they never they don't really write him, you As know. a black character. Right? Yeah, he sort of is this, you know. Because he don't uh, speak jive. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he, you know, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I guess he doesn't talk about his Egyptian background very often okay. at all. But all he is—he right. he was an Egyptian. He was—he was written as an Egyptian slave from five thousand years ago. So he is Egyptian. Uh, but you call him Black Adam, <laughs> and he was a slave. I mean, that's what's up with DC? That's why you don't have to talk about his origins because his name is Black Adam. What's up with DC and all these slaves, man? I mean, <laughs> Icon <No>. Black Adam. <laughs> I know, but that's super be... powerful, though. Can we? Yeah. Well, so maybe okay. that, that's 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 one that's at least one strike in their uh, the cons column for black friendly. Yeah. You can't have too many slave characters. You can't have too yeah, many so slave that's characters. Fair, man. That's fair, man. He was like, yeah, Black Adam goes way back. Way don't try back. to don't try to distract original slave. Any black mamas of these all of these big black characters. So black Captain America's mama's dead. Who else? Uh, yeah, I don't think they. I don't, really. I don't think they um highlighted any any of the black mamas. Mm. Uh, I don't any Can't get mamas. a break, can we? I don't remember any black mamas. So I mean, but maybe you get into you know the call to act for action for for this show. Some somebody out there is a writer, <laughs> or somebody out there knows about some comics that we need to promote. <laughs> One of the two, but we, yes. we need we need to we need to promote and write about characters we want to see. And and I will say this, I I I and I was looking for it actually. I'm gonna uh, uh, sort of give away my secrets. I was looking for it. I I had seen an article about a black woman that had written a black character, and and I'm not sure if she was a black lesbian character, but she got so much hate mail. A, a superhero, excuse me. And I don't know under what banner she was, if it was Marvel, DC, or one of these other, you know, kind of more contemporary ones that Mike, you were referred to earlier. I could not find the, the article, and that shows you probably how, you know, how little known it is, but she wrote a story about a Black woman superhero, and, and basically everybody told her to, you know, take that stuff somewhere else. Take, take five know, seats. I can imagine, and you know, and again, I think it's probably you know, you talk about a. By the way, um, a couple more black women. Rocket. Oh. oh. Rocket is. Uh, we were talking about Icon. His sidekick okay. was black teenage okay. named Rocket. Black and, teenage girl. Okay. Black teenage girl. Rocket. Hmm. And she then, a slave? Uh, she no, was she was not a slave. <laughs> she was not a slave. Uh, no. She was, so she, she was, was kind of like Robin. Herself. She was like a Robin. Yes. For she was like okay. a Robin character. I got it. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm working with And then the other one that we should mention is Amanda Waller. She's not a superhero, but just in terms of badass black women, Amanda Waller, you see her, you see her in, um, in the DCEU. She was in the Suicide Squad movie. She's basically okay. a high-level gover government operative who runs an agency. She's kind of like a Nick Fury character in Got DC, uh, lots of black ops, very badass, very badass. Okay. And when okay. they portray her, I'm gonna look they her. always portray her going toe to toe with these guys. So okay. there's that. Okay, thank um, you. Appreciate that, appreciate that. Yeah. Those, those are Manuel. both DC? Yeah, DC, Manuel's okay. DC, and then, you know, uh, Rocket was Rocket Milestone, is, oh. Milestones, yeah. Okay, okay. When, when, you know, it's, what's interesting is when you, like all these different characters. I mean, like you go back to the 30s and you had, you know, just white men, Superman, Batman, just white men and all the others. And then, you know, and then you start seeing, you know, women integrating, white women being integrated in the 40s. But a lot of them were, you know, not characters that would hold up today. And then Fighting you start with your seeing- purse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That woman did have a purse. She was carrying a purse. <laughs> Back then, I remember That's precious. That her is gadgets precious. were in her purse, um, and I swear I think she had some like like a trick lipstick gadget. Oh, she, I, I'm, I, please, I believe it. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I could swear she did uh, some sort of powder puff thing. <laughs> but like all these all these characters, as they start to you know populate these universes with more you know with a more inclusive population. 
the, I think the writing is getting better and you're getting more representation. So you go from just having white men to having, you know, white men and white women. Then you start seeing, you know, African-American people, you know, in the 60s. And then you start seeing Hispanic people. And then now you start to also see, you know, um, African-American women as side characters and not written all that well. But then the writing gets better. Mm. And you get, because you get, you know, you get black people writing some of these characters. And so the writing becomes more authentic. And the same thing can be said of, you know, you know, the LGBTQ community, community. You start seeing, you know, it used to be like a character's gay and that's his storyline, he's gay. And so now, you know, and they didn't write them very well. And so, but now characters are gay, but it's less the story and it's more, that's just who this character is, you know, and they write them better. You know, and now you've got transgender, you know, there are transgender characters, you know, that are emerging. So I think that, I think this is why I, this is why I love comic books. You know, it's sort of, you know, this maligned art form, but, you know, it, it, it's a way, it's, it's, it's like an American art form through which our society's evolution can be viewed. You see our society mm-hmm. changing in the way characters are represented in these stories. And it's continuing to do that now. Like there's a black Superman character, not the original Superman from 1938, but there's a new, not as not that new now, but it's the character black. He's still from another planet, um, but he looks like a black man. Uh, he wasn't a slave, like icon. Uh, Did he so have a black mama? That. So, so I don't know if they showed his mama. Don't think, yeah, I don't think they're, they they're not used it's to showing Kryptonian. people's mamas. Jor- Jor- they, they show Superman's parents. Well, you're right. You're right. Ah, that's true. Right. But that's because they started in the 30s. Yeah, I mean, they, right. He, yeah. That's what, that's what I mean, I'm saying. Yeah. This, it takes 70 today, years before you when show did, the When did Black Superman come out? <laughs> Wait, what? Did it take that long to show Jarrell? No, they read flashbacks. No. Yeah, yeah, so I'm just saying, the flashbacks. What's up with the flashbacks? How he got here? They put him in a pod. Who put this little black Superman in the pod? And again, you know, we need the fourth. We need the fourth person here, you know, because that person would be like, oh well, yeah, I've read, uh, I've read all of those, and I can tell you exactly what his mama was all about. <laughs> I, you know, and I, I don't remember ever seeing any representations of his mama. Because um, I don't know what he was doing on Krypton. I know what he's and- doing here. I'm going to question whether or not they had black writers because ain't no black mamas in there. <laughs> so, so, so speaking of black writers, we would be remiss if we let the show go without giving a shout out to Christopher Priest, oh. the first African-American writer editor to work for a mainstream American comic book publisher. And to no surprise, that's who we credit for Black Panther, actually. So he, he, he was brought on to work on Black Panther. He worked on the early miniseries of Falcon. So he's responsible for making Falcon, uh, the Falcon character who becomes Captain America. The, the no, I'm sorry. So is. this is for the comics. And, and did he have a hand in the movies as well? Or So I don't know about the movies. He, okay. he wrote for the comics in the 60s. Okay, okay, okay. You know, okay. I, I think well, he continued to, to, to yeah. work with him. And actually, he, he crossed over to D.C. and worked on Green Lantern for a while. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he worked with the Black Green Lantern, but he did work with Green Lantern for a while. So Christopher okay. Priest, um, we need right. we need to give a little shout out to him. All you talk right. about the Black writers, you know, so let's 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 give a little shout out to the original Black writer in mainstream comics. That and, would also you know, you're a big why. fan of Tanishi Coates. Um, and he's- I was, well, that's who I thought you were going to, um, you know, except for the fact that he has Amazon as his, um, you know, links on his site. You, you remember that. Right. Um, we talked about that on another show. You, got, you guys got to listen to all the shows, be, be up on it. Yes. I mean, Ta-Nehisi Coates, that's my, that's my, uh, that's my brain crush. And, uh, and you pronounce his name right. So you, you do I, I don't, I don't know, because actually I've never heard him say it. So I don't know. Uh, that's that's the way that I say it in my brain crush brain. So okay. <laughs> yeah, I just never pronounce his first name lest I be uh, called out. Mr. Coates. Right. Just, that's what yeah, I should have seen. Brother Coates. 
Yeah. So, so I, I will say this, let me, my sort of high level, you know, coming into this as a non, you know, not having the history that you both have, I think Black Panther stands out. Um, certainly, uh, it's all the things that Mike said in terms of the way in which he's portrayed the, uh, and, you know, I mean, you gotta, yeah, there are very strong women around him. His mama, Oh, oh, there's a mama. There's a mama. So. And his sister's the bomb. And his sister and the Dora Milaje. Come on. Come on. Oh, Come right. on. Yeah. So yeah. I have to say that puts, for me, Marvel head and shoulders. And I asked all those questions about DC to kind of get maybe a little bit of a, 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 you know, a catch up there. And I didn't hear it. And so for me, I don't know if Captain America is the is tilt tilts it for me, but I would say that Black Panther keeps them ahead, and and DC hasn't hasn't made the the move to take to take the lead. Tanya, you know, <laughs> I started this I started this like strongly on the fence, and uh, but boy, as we've talked, man, you know, if you just want to talk about representation. Black men and black women. I mean, you make a really strong point about all the women that are, you know, very strong black women characters. You know, and even I mean, currently, I mean, because we're talking about like current, mm -hmm. you know, and we're just talking about just like like the straight, you know, DC universe and Marvel universe. And again, I, I, I'm, I'm sure that people who are, you know, reading more now than I do you know, may have different things that they can point to, but man, there are some really strong black women in the Marvel universe. And they're starting to find their way now, they're finding their way into the, you know, into the MCU and in the movies. And DC is not, they're not close to that yet. They're not close. So it's a very interesting point. That's a very interesting point. Jack. Well, I'm I'm glad you came around, Mike. Uh, I knew you I knew you were a solid fellow, so you you had to like I said, you were gonna tell the truth at the end of the day. I, I knew that was gonna happen. My only my only regret now. That's my only regret is the last five seconds there. What you just said. It's my only regret. Somehow if I well, knew I, I that take was it coming. back. I take it back. I take it. We'll, we'll, we'll edit it out. It won't even be in the final cut. I don't want to share. And if you believe that, I guess I just told a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for those of you out there who listening to the show, you know, write us, call us, let us know where we missed the boat, where um, what black characters we need to be focusing on and highlighting, and uh, we'll, we'll make sure to make a shout out on them on the, in a future show. But that's what this is about. No stupid questions. We we try to learn a little bit from each other. We often, I know I often come on with one view and, and end up with a different one. So don't feel bad about it, Mike. It's, it happens to me all the time. All right. I won't. All right. Yeah, we got to start keeping score, Jack. See, when I bring you over and when you bring me over. Well, we don't have to publicize how bad I'm beating you, Tanya. I mean, oh, I oh boy. No, <laughs> no <stupid> questions. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs>